0: Hey, teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio. I'm all about automating business tasks, growing through social media channels, and teaching with the best online tools. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to be with you today. In today's episode, I'm spotlighting one of our TMO members, Pamela Lord. Pamela grew up on a dairy farm in Williamstown, Ontario, Canada, and she's been teaching music lessons since the age of 12. She studied at Berklee College of Music in Boston, and while in Boston, she talks about how she had a broad range of performance experiences, including touring in Cyprus and Greece, performing jazz-infused music with influences from around the world with Berklee World Strings, and she also performed with Dream Theater at the Boston Opera House and more. After she graduated from Berkeley, she spent time doing freelance recording work for film scores and singer-songwriters. And then in 2014, she returned to her hometown. In 2020, her studio shifted to fully online lessons to survive through lengthy lockdowns. I think we can all relate. And now in 2022, she teaches violin and piano lessons entirely online by choice. In addition to her new job of being a mother to a mischievous mischievous one-year-old. The cutest one-year-old, by the way. In today's discussion, Pamela and I talk about practical and helpful ways to arrange teaching online from home while also parenting young children. It's really fun to hear how she's making this happen and really enjoying the journey along the way, figuring out how to balance her life as her husband works full-time. And I think Pamela and I both agree that with time management, some scheduling, and some help from babysitters, you can make it work to raise children while also working as a music teacher. And you can enjoy both of them. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into this discussion with Pamela. Pamela, I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you for joining me for the Teach Music Online podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Nice to be here.
0: <laughs> Tell everyone listening where you live and what your studio looks like currently.
1: So I am in South Glengarry, which is in Eastern Ontario. Um, I'm in like a small town in South Glengarry. Um, there's more cows than people <laughs> in the town. Fun fact. Um, fun fact. <laughs> Um, yeah, my entire studio is online. I have everybody. I'm kind of teaching a little more part time than I usually would be. So um, I'm teaching on like three days a week, uh, mornings and afternoons on two of those days, um, and just afternoons on the one. So it's nice. I, I like having it consolidated and everybody's online. So it's awesome. Great. Have you ever had students in
0: person there where you guys live now?
1: No, we actually, so so I had my in-person studio in Cornwall, which is like half an hour from here. Um, and it was in our tiny apartment. Uh, so I had like this tiny, tiny bedroom that I kind of fit like my students in. Um, and then, yeah, with the pandemic hitting, went online and then in the fall of 2020, we bought this house and moved here and I didn't love the setup for doing in-person lessons, but we had other options if I wanted to do that. And then in 2022, I was like, no thanks. <laughs> I would like to stay online. I stay. Yeah. Wow.
0: So neat. So I because I also went to Berkeley, tell me about your experience at Berkeley. How did you how did you like it there and what did you study specifically? Was it piano and
1: violin or just violin? Um it was just violin. Um uh, and I I loved it so much. I mean, I went and studied violin because I was like, oh, I want to do something where I'm not like just going into like a classical conservatory um, and trying to compete with other people for these orchestral jobs and things like that. It was too high pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found Berkeley and I was like, oh, this is perfect because I get to kind of go and do anything and everything with this. And so, yeah, it was a super fun experience because I got to play on film scores, I got to tour with other musicians, um, got to play with lots of singer-songwriter stuff, lots of recording experience, which was really fun. Um, And then playing with uh, like Berkeley World Strings, they would do uh, music inspired by, you know, different cultural traditions and, and things like that. So that was always fun. I don't it was oh, cool. It was great. I loved it so much.
0: <laughs> it really does open. They offer so many things and it opens your eyes to what the, the world really the world of music and the variety of music. And I'm sure as a teacher now that it's it's majorly influenced how you teach students like not just to play only classical or only this, but to have a variety of of things that they learn.
1: Yeah, and just to see the value in those other things, that it's not, like, just one way of doing yeah. things, you know? So, like, I have a student who just loves Dis- Disney music, and so for a while I just gave her all Disney music. That's all we did was Disney music, and she just was so happy with it, and she's she was learning, like, a ton with it, so fantastic
0: yeah that's so cool so i'm curious did you ever before the pandemic consider online lessons or think you would be teaching online
1: (laughs) no i did so before all of this i did do like a few years of teaching via skype um for one student um that i had in boston before i left so um I taught him for three years. It was kind of unexpected that we would go that long. It was just to be an interim until he found another teacher there, um, but we did that for three years, and it was it was fun. Like they would send me scans of the music uh, that you know they were yeah. wanting to learn or or working on, and um, yeah, it was all like all his lesson notes were sent via email, and mm-hmm. it was great. It worked out fine, but I was like, oh, I'm not doing this for everybody. This would be silly. (laughs) Right. Right. It wasn't
0: necessarily like a goal to, to be only online. And, and probably
1: because you weren't diving into it, you didn't know what you could do with, with online. Well, I even thought like, oh, well, I, I'm not able to point at the music for the students and I'm not able to adjust their hand position just by like touching their hand, you know? Um, but I actually had an adult student like comment recently that they enjoyed the fact that I couldn't go and do that because I guess a previous teacher had just like gone right in and, and moved their hands around and it was like, no, <laughs> please don't do that. So I was like, oh yeah, this is something that I was thinking about as well, that um, to be able to explain things to students in a way that they can understand without having to manipulate their yeah. bodies in any way is huge because some people just really don't like to be touched and they don't like that that physical contact or closeness, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, it's I always think this. It's harder for the teacher, but it's way better for the student mm-hmm. um, because they have to listen and they have to act. Like, I can yeah. remember being in person with so many beginner students where you're pointing constantly and like, this is where we are. Hold up your hand. Show me, you know, and when they're online, they actually have to be the one to do that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it was so eye opening when I first went online, how much I was doing for the student So they didn't have to and how that was not beneficial to the student.
1: <laughs> no, it's like, can you find measure five? And they're like, I don't know what that is. You're like, oh, yeah, OK, this is pretty important. <laughs> we need to understand what these measures are and where we are like it's crazy so i'm finding a lot more independence from the students which is great
0: yes oh i love that that kind of leads us into this question of what have been some unexpected um wins or moments that you felt like with online that you didn't expect maybe during the pandemic some benefits um to teaching
1: online Mm -hmm. um i would say one of my favorite ones is that i'm a lot healthier i used to get sick All the time while I was teaching and uh, like every two or three years I'd get hit with something like major like mono or you know a throat infection that would like hit twice Uh, the one year it hit twice and then I ended up realizing I had asthma because I was coughing all through the rest of the school year so like if I had had to cancel all my lessons like I was teaching while I was sick it's horrible but I wouldn't have had an income, and now it's like, oh yeah, I can teach, I can stay healthy. Not that I don't like go and see people and go out in the world, because I do, but um, as with kids, I find they just kind of bring everything in, right? So I'm a lot healthier. Um, I also love that all of the lesson time is devoted to the lesson. Like, do you ever notice that? Like, students come; they have their stuff already prepared. The lesson can start, and I can use the whole yeah. lesson time.
0: Yeah, and I feel like because it's online, it's so much easier to be on time. <laughs> it's yeah. like you're just at your house usually. You know, you can just yeah. pop online. So and you even if really they're get... late,
1: yeah, yeah, even if they're late, it's like you can send them a text you'll be like hey your lessons now and then oh i can get back i can get online within like two minutes you know
0: yes absolutely so i i'd love to chat today a little bit about studio management tools um a little bit about tools and just how you are able to manage it there are some people listening who also are either young moms or they have just kids around and it can feel hard to find time for teaching, for planning lessons, for doing all the administration, and then feel like you're still fulfilling your role as a mother, you know, and and showing up for your family. Um, So, I don't know. Let's start with, first of all, maybe like some studio management, like actual tools that you use that you feel like do
1: help you manage your time. So, I I was always, I've I've been. planning all of my work around my son's naps which now is a little bit different right because he's switching to one nap a day as of like a week ago so of course I have to switch my whole my whole system um but I I have a lot of help from my family which is great so during my teaching hours right now I have um my mom or my mother-in-law that can help with Ronan and then in the evenings I now have a babysitter as well for the three days a week Um, so I really try and consolidate when I'm teaching and then I'll plan for um, like during nap times on Mondays and Fridays that I can work during those times so I kind of say okay this is when I'm able to work and I'll do that
0: yeah, I oh, great! I love I, I love that you're being um, deliberate and intentional about like when it, when the work happens, yeah. because that's where some parents where it falls through is it's like you have this to do list in your head and because you are with your child, if, if you try to work while you're with them. that's when it gets hard and you start to feel the stress or you start to feel the guilt. But it sounds like you, you know, you use those are Mondays and Fridays, like your office hours, basically, where you're, you're, you're doing other things other than teaching
1: during his nap. Yeah. So I'll try, I'll, yeah, I'll try and do stuff like that. And then also even like during the like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during his nap, I can work as well. So that like my Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays are like full, full work days. Um, and then when he's not napping and when I'm not teaching, I also will plan for, okay, like this is time for us to go for a walk. And this is time for us to do, you know, this other activity or plan a play date with a friend. Um, so I really try and like, well, really at the beginning of the day, my husband takes our dog and son out for a walk. So, um. I actually he'll give me like 20 to 30 minutes with my coffee and my little notebook or whatever and i actually will kind of plan out exactly what's happening that day so i'll say okay like this is when i'm teaching this is when i'm going to do this work and this is when i'm going to do that work and i choose one priority for the day with like two maybe two other things if i can fit them in
0: Oh, that's great. Tell me about how you manage billing and invoicing. Do you have a system that you like?
1: So I run on a semester system where I have pay, like students pay for like three months of lessons at a time. So they'll pay for like a chunk of 12 lessons mm-hmm. um, in advance, which is great because I don't have to worry about billing for three months. Um, they all pay via like e-transfer at this point. Um, which is nice because uh, I I don't have so many that I need to do, like, automated billing right now. Um, but yeah, I just do billing three times in the, in the school year and then wow. maybe in the summer, depending on what I'm planning to do.
0: I'm curious with that, do they still commit to certain weeks or is it flexible with when they can take? Like, can they cancel with those or do you do no cancellations?
1: no cancellations so basically if they can't make it for their lesson they have the option to send a video and then i will deal with that during their lesson time so i'll send like uh, feedback but if they choose not to do that it's you know yeah it's just their loss um
0: i do and that's been okay with them on their end like yeah. they, they understand that they can choose to send you a video and get feedback and new assignments or not. And that, that's just their decision.
1: Yeah, it's 100% up to them. They have the option, they, it's available. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that don't take me up on it, which is surprising. Hmm. Um, I kind of wish they would, but <laughs> that's all right.
0: Yeah, anyway. well, and I I wanted to ask because a lot of teachers are so hesitant to give up providing makeup lessons for lesson cancellations just because we have we all have a big heart and we all know that it costs a lot of money per lesson and we all know things come up and things happen for families um but when you're running a business that you want to scale and get bigger we can't let that overtake your time um and and your mind because even though you think you can do it it's still like in your mind all day long when you have to Plan some makeup lessons, or plan this. So I think, if anything, teachers just need a system for it, versus not having a system and
1: just doing makeups
0: whenever they
1: want. (laughs) Yeah, like that's my makeup system right now. I also, you know, say in my uh, policies or for the tuition, it's it includes two free lessons per school year. So that way they feel like, okay, if I miss a lesson or two, it's not a big deal because you know. That's, that's, like, great. if you've missed uh, because of, like, an emergency situation or things like that, you know, there is a provision for that.
0: Okay. great. Yeah, that's so great. Um, also wondering about lesson assignments. How do you send assignments to your students via online? Are you using an app? Are you using Google Docs or
1: email? I've been doing email, so I actually will just pull up, uh, like, I'll search by, um, by their email to pull up their previous week's lesson notes. And then that way I have that available and then I open a new email and type away. So,
0: Simplifying things. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if I do a video uh, in Zoom, I'll just drag and drop it after. So if it's small enough that I can drag and drop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. so Cool. So
0: you have been a member of Teach Music Online for a while now. And I think it's been a little over six months. It's so fun. I remember when you joined thinking, yay, another young mom. It's so fun. <laughs> and and I just, it's, it's been fun to watch you incorporate new things. And I can remember your first email, which just this vision that you have for your studio. Yeah. Um, but I would love to hear when you found it, what, what was like, why did you join? Was it the idea of your, the future of your business or like what was
1: exciting to you about being a part of our community? Oh yeah, it had everything to do with future of business. Cause I was like, um, after I had Ronan, I was really, I was trying to get back into teaching. I think I started back with like five of my students in November of 2021. And I had them like end of August. So it was really only a couple of months. And then I started teaching a few students for my own sanity, because I needed something to, <laughs> something to do outside of baby. Um, and then January rolled around, and I was scheduling students, you know, like scheduling everybody again. And then I started thinking about, oh, everything's opening back up. People are thinking about doing in person again. And I really just don't want to. I love, like, I love the convenience of this. Um, but of course, I was freaking out about it. Because I was like, oh, I want to I wanna make sure that, you know, let's say people don't take to this and they don't like this idea. I want to be able to reach a larger audience mm-hmm. and not be stuck to, you know, just teaching people in my hometown or, you know? So I really kind of had a little spiral moment. Uh, and I think I was uh, watching, I was probably watching one of your webinars um, And I had seen some of your webinars before, but I didn't really think of this as a long-term thing. Um, I think you talked about your course, like, course creation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to be able to create a course that, you know, when I'm on mat leave or something, I can, like, send this to students that want to start or... um... Yeah, so anyway, I... You know, I just got really excited about it and journaled about it a bunch, talked to my husband about it, talked to my mom, who's also a piano teacher, because um, I was like, I, I just want to stay online, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is going to help me, you know, make this what I want it to be. Um, yeah, and so I, yeah, I jumped in, and then when I opened up the course, it was like, everybody's so positive and excited <laughs> and... Um, yeah, everything is just so, so nice. And it just kind of brought joy back to, um, thinking about building my business. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think everything kind of was stagnant and very much like trying to, um, trying to accommodate a problem, right. Instead of, instead of moving forward and, and creating something.
0: Oh, that's such a great way to put it. Gosh, we're so, as music teachers, often many of us are so isolated and you don't know what you don't know at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like there are teachers just like you who are going through the exact same process that you have now met and been friends with and you can learn from each other and learn from the solutions of someone else and learn from the challenges that someone else is going through. Like there is so... Much power in community and in friendship um, that's different from Facebook, a yeah. Facebook group where usually people go there when they need to vent or when they need. Sometimes it's it's positive, but I would say the most of the time you just get this like unleashing of emotion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was definitely finding that in like a lot of the piano teacher groups that I was like, oh, you know what, this is so negative. And I just, I feel awful every time I'm on here because it's, it's yet another person complaining about the same problem and like a whole bunch of other teachers just kind of chiming in about how horrible this is and no, no real solutions and no real like positive positivity on on there so yeah it's been really nice to have that positivity on tmo for sure oh it's such a fun
0: place it's 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 amazed me like i love creating content in the courses and it's been three years now that i've been doing the courses and content but i can say that honestly the community was so unexpected and i had heard from other people who do what i do like your community will amaze you and and i was hopeful like i hope i can find you know, fantastic teachers who I can relate to and they just kind of like find it and it attracts the right type of teacher who is ambitious, who is like setting big goals and is open to feedback, open to change. And like you have just kind of fallen right into that community.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is amazing. It's so good.
0: What have been some of your biggest takeaways from any of the courses or, or modules as you've been going through them? I know you're working through it right now, but yeah. what have been some of your favorite aspects of the
1: course? I'm off email templates, time saver, major time saver. Yeah. Every time I have an inquiry, I have something I can send, which is great. Um, I'm not super effective at task batching, but I'm getting better at it. I'm like... <laughs> I'm a total squirrel when it comes to working, so I have to, like, plan out my day time, like, time by time, you know? It's 7 a.m. I'm going to practice. Um, (laughs) um, I also really liked making a curriculum sheet. That makes it really easy to find stuff for my students within the level because I had everything... I had everything some I thought I had it organized online. Um, but the curriculum guide is kind of like, oh, yeah, OK, this song is good for like this level. And and I have all my Halloween lists and stuff and it's Christmas lists. It's great. Yes, I have everything. it's online. a living thing that you can always be adding
0: to and yeah. referring to. It's not like and it's not someone else's. It's yours. It's
1: what you've created. Yeah. And I also liked getting really clear, like having to get really clear on my pricing format, because I was doing semesters before, but each semester was slightly different in length, um, to kind of go with like mm. holidays and the school year and stuff. It made sense, but it made it so that I'd have to like do work at the invoicing time every time, right? So now it's like, oh, okay. I already know what it's going to cost. My students already know what it's going to cost and when it's due. It's right. Great.
0: So. Oh, that's so good. That's so good.
1: Yeah. Little things that
0: I think we often think about as studio owners, but having a course with like a checklist and it's just one thing at a time, you go through it, um, is something that everyone needs and is often hard to do without the accountability and without somebody telling you how to do it. Like it's we true. don't need it's to reinvent
1: like, it <laughs> it's like why did I not do this before I don't really understand like it's it's not that hard to do but yeah just having that like checklist and the accountability like you're saying it it really makes a huge difference and like right now I'm working on um on the website builder course so of course I've got all these little things that need to be checked off and I'm like wow this is hard doing this from scratch <laughs> But like I got to check off photography yesterday, so yay! Did you take did you take photos? I yeah I have a a friend of mine is a really good photographer, and so he also um, his daughter started taking piano lessons as well. So I was asking him about photography, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do photos. Can my daughter take lessons from you?" I was like, yes, that's perfect.
0: Great. Perfect. Oh, I can't wait to see them. That's so such a huge step to get photos because it sets your studio apart when you have those images that are like, oh, this teacher takes their business seriously. They have real photos.
1: Yeah, so I'm so excited to be able to to get those out there because, yeah, it's really exciting. (laughs) And it makes
0: building, I'll say also it makes building your website so much easier because it looks so pretty. And so you're like, oh, all I need to do is you know, go through my text and condense it down and think about those yeah. steps. But I, I feel like it's way motivating. So congrats. That's exciting. It You'll have is. to share it with us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm super happy about it.
0: I have to ask, do you, um, with because you teach violin and piano, is there one that you hope to do more of over the other? Or do you feel like you will always have both violin and piano?
1: I'll probably mm.
0: have both
1: always. Um, yeah, that's a good question, because I get such a wide range of, like, of, I don't know, abilities and interests, when, especially when it comes to violin. Um, there's a lot of people in the area that really enjoy uh, Celtic and Scottish music, and so they often will want to kind of go down that road, um, but I'm always like, hey, let's make sure we have this this the technique and the classical and stuff underneath this at the same time um but yeah I like I like having students with multiple interests I had one that has um she's taking a little break right now because of course she has a bunch of other things that she's wanting to do that are in person this year um but she's planning to be back Uh, she she's always interested in like blues for like a month and then she's really interested in Um, fiddle music for another month. And then she's like, oh, you know what? I really want to focus on classical. I'm like, let's pare it down a little bit. (laughs) So yeah, you get, I don't know. I like, I like both. I find violin a little trickier to teach online. Mm -hmm. um, Just because of, you know, it's so much easier for me to just go out and move people's hands. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's also taught me to really explain things in so many different ways so that students can understand it. So, right. It's great. So cool. Well, I think you will land
0: where you need to land. Like you, it'll just happen the way it needs to. And violin might be like your fun couple lessons a week, but mostly working on with piano students, which, yeah, Amazing when you have the mul- multiple talents like that that you can do, and you could do voice as well if you needed to do voice lessons.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I've never taken any. I just like to sing a lot. So <laughs> yeah, I've always oh, I've had people ask for voice, but I I usually say no. You should go study with someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> You're
0: like here are five online teachers I recommend that that you know. Yeah. <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Pamela. This was so fun to chat. Um, I guess my last question is for teachers who want to teach online but have kids, um, what words of motivation or encouragement would you have for them? Because they they likely have been where you have been, where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, maybe a spouse that's working and you want to fulfill that passion as well. Like you want to it's so fulfilling to be able to work as a parent. Um, any words for them of encouragement or ideas to kind of get them going in the right direction? Get a babysitter
1: or a family to come and help you if you can. Um, because like I don't know if you really I would if you've never done it, just try it because it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, the mute button is really great when your child is uh, being a little crazy. Um, but yeah, like I would just, I don't know. I, I would just do it. Just try it. Yeah. And I would add
0: on that, um, that desire isn't going to go away. Like, you know, some people do just want to be parents and stay home with their kids, which is amazing to me, and I, I feel like there might be a season where that's all that I do, but I also have such a desire to help others and to to be, you know, in my, like it, it helps me mentally to have that outlet so much, um, and then I, I, I would tell anybody that you can show up for your family differently when you have those, that time away, um, and that we never need to feel guilty about it. As, yeah. as mothers, like that we are, that we should be doing something, even if somebody has told you that it's not true. Um, and there are so many ways to show up with our fam- for our family. I, sometimes I think about the actual hours. I'm like, huh, like, I'm actually with my darling three daughters. Uh, I don't know, a good 10 hours of the day, <laughs> like a good, yeah. or eight, hour, or eight or nine hours some days, you know, but it's like, that's a lot of time that I have to enjoy that part of my life as well.
1: Yeah, like I I just try and schedule... I think it's good to schedule time with your family as well. Like just to kind of say, Hey, this is the time that I have for my family and I'm not working during that time. Um, because I know if anybody's like me, like I'm a workaholic. I think about work probably like way too many hours of the day. Um, And my husband will tell you, I'll stay up all night sometimes if there's like something that's really stressing me out. Um, So that's not necessarily healthy, but um, I try to, I try to compartmentalize it a little bit and really try and say, Okay, if this is for family time, it's for family time. Like my weekends are family time. I don't teach on weekends. I don't do anything to do with teaching on weekends. I just enjoy family time, cook meals. Like, we do meal prep on Sundays, where we prep all of our meals for Monday through Friday so that I don't have to cook during the week. So if there's any awesome. moms out there that need <laughs> that, that kind of help. Yeah. I prep my meals in my mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just thought I was like,
1: cooking every, that's... like, cooking l- I know cooking lunch, cooking dinner, and you're like, I spend all these hours cooking. Yeah it's never done yeah Ugh, and cleaning yeah like, oh, so many dishes all the time you're I like know. how do i have time to work i can't so yes setting
0: boundaries setting goals and then allowing yourself to to do all the things is such great remind such a great reminder for for moms and no matter the ages of their kids like oh, i yeah. think it's healthy to work it's good and we get to impact others in positive ways Um, So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much. If you've been frustrated with online teaching or feeling discouraged about how slow it feels to grow your studio, then I would love to invite you to join me inside the Teach Music Online membership. Our online membership includes multiple courses, helping you with your tech, marketing systems, scheduling and payments, new student onboarding, engagement tactics, scheduling, and so much more. All of this so that you can finally feel excited and confident in what you're building as a music teacher. With hundreds of video lessons, twice monthly live coaching calls, and a thriving optimistic community, we are here to get you where you want to be. We now also offer additional courses including Course Creator for Musicians and Studio Website Builder. To join us today, head over to teachmusic.online and I can't wait to see you there.